0: Hey there, it's Lauren Hooker, and this is the podcast version of my weekly LChat live stream. The video version of this episode has some really useful visuals, a comment section to interact with other viewers, and even a short Q&A at the end. So if you want to check that out, head on over to ellencompanydesign.com slash LChat, where you'll find this and lots of other episodes. Thanks so much for tuning in. And welcome to El Chat, a weekly power hour of practical tips and strategies to help you start and scale your creative business. I'm your host, Lauren Hooker, and in today's episode, I'm sharing a sneak peek at what's coming up for Ellen Company in 2018 and the big changes I'm making to my business. These changes aren't a step-by-step plan at what you should be doing. Instead, they're a preview of what you can look forward to. I'm going to be sharing why I'm switching things up and making adjustments so that you can utilize those lessons in your business. This year will definitely look different, but I'm excited to share my plan with you. Let's dive in. Hello everyone and Happy New Year. I'm excited to welcome you to the first L Chat of 2018 and I'm so glad that you are taking the time to tune in today. So. The reason I wanted to do this um, topic today and start off the 2018 L Chats with talking about the changes I'm making in my business is because as I was taking some time off in December and just planning for the year ahead, um, I, I saw that I needed to be doing things differently. And I wrote about this in the newsletter this week, that... If you aren't making any changes, you can't expect anything to change in your business. If you aren't doing anything differently, um, you can't do the same things and expect different results. And so this last year, 2017 for us, was a whirlwind. We moved. um, My husband graduated from seminary. We moved to Florence, South Carolina. Before that, his car was stolen by some drug dealers. I can't make this up. Um, It was a week after my car got rear-ended. Both cars were totaled about two weeks before we moved. It was crazy. And then four days after we moved, I found out that I was pregnant. So it has been a whirlwind of a year. Needless to say, um, business didn't go really according to plan last year. Um, And that's okay. Every, Every year you reevaluate every year looks a little bit different. Thank you, Christina. Um, every year looks a little bit different. And what I want to encourage y'all to do is not necessarily to copy everything I'm doing. It might not work for you, but just to reevaluate and think about the reasons behind why you're doing what you're doing in your business and to know that you have license to reevaluate if things aren't working to come back and, um, And reprioritize and figure out what's working and change the things that aren't in your business. Um, This happens at every stage of business. So if you're just starting out or whether you've been in business for 20 years, this is a good practice to get in the hang of, of constantly coming back and reevaluating in your business um, and figuring out what's working and what isn't. Um, So the biggest thing, like I said last year, that wasn't working for my business was that I was doing the same things and expecting different results. Um, so in order to move forward, I have to be able to change things up. The things that got me to where I am now worked, but the things that are gonna take me to the next level, I need to start implementing. Um and so I want to know before I dive into the things I'm changing, what your biggest hangups were in 2017. Um, what wasn't working for you? What what hangups did you have that have been keeping you from moving forward? Uh, I know you've already shared your goals with me, but I want to hear about the hangups from this last year. So as I thought about the hangups, I also thought about what what is the purpose of Ellen Company in the first place? It's so easy to focus on all these little details and doing all these things and lose sight of why you started in the first place. Um, And so my primary focus has It wasn't in the beginning. It was primarily design, but it has become helping other creatives like y'all turn your passion and your talent into a successful, profitable business. That's what I love to do. Um, And that's what the whole purpose of this business is. So it was good to define that and go back to the basics and think about my why, too. Um, Why do I want to help people create a business off of their gifts and talents? It's because I believe that we all have different talents that we're given and they all need to be shared and that it's a blessing to not only have these gifts and possess them, but also to enjoy them and to make an income from them and provide for our families and also to help others in the process. Um, So that's why I do what I do and thinking about that why and thinking about that purpose helps me to weed out the bad things that aren't working in my business and look ahead to what I could be doing differently and what's working. Um, I'm going to look through these hangups really quickly. Thank you all for, I love that it's a two-way conversation with these webinars. Um, Amber said that her health, um, some unexpected things came up. She had to cancel projects. Um, services not selling. New idea, afraid to try new ideas. um yeah, all of these are great. Um, thank you all for sharing. Stuck in your ways, burnout. I think we can all re- relate to a lot of these. Um, awesome. Thank you all for tuning in. Feel free to keep to keep going in. Personal stuff creeping in. Um, awesome. Good to hear from you all. So thinking through what, what your hangups were and getting back to your why. Why do you do what you do? Um, what is the overall purpose and kind of starting there as you plan for the year ahead. Um, so the changes that I'm making to Ellen company this year, especially with a baby on the way um, is to provide more value for the Ellen company audience, but cut back and maximize the time I am putting into my business. Um, and that's going to play out in a bunch of different ways. The first way is, and this isn't, necessarily cutting back on time, kind of is, um, is no more scheduled social media posts. I'm taking a break from Meet Edgar, um taking a break from scheduling, you know, Facebook posts and everything right in the platform for a couple reasons. Um these last or these two weeks, this past week and the week ahead, I've been having um, I know <laughs> you all might be surprised to hear that. Shocking, I know, but I have my reasons. Um This past week and the week ahead, I've been having one-on-one Skype calls with my freelance academy students. It was a bonus that I offered way back in August. I waited until the end of the course to have these one-on-one calls, and they last about 30 minutes, and it has been awesome. Um, It reminds me of why I'm doing what I'm doing. I love the one-to-one FaceTime with people, even if it's through Skype, and one thing that I continue to talk about them. One thing that keeps coming up is how social media is changing. It's not the same as it was even a year ago. Um, It's less about these pretty curated feeds and more about engagement. Um, People are longing to connect. People are longing to um, hear from people who are going through similar things as them. They wanna make friendships. They wanna feel like they know the people they're following along with. And I've found that the automated kind of robotic posts don't receive as much engagement. I've even noticed that when I post from Meet Edgar, or I've also noticed people who post from Co-Schedule and things like that, it's great for saving time and, and batching tasks, um, but they just don't receive as much engagement because it will even say that on Facebook that it's posted from Meet Edgar. And I, I don't think that people want to interact with a robot on the other side of the sc- screen. I think they want to interact with a person. And so, and I found too, that the further I get from posting to social media and scheduling it and just doing it just to do it, the further I get from interacting with my audience and the people following along with me, the less connected I feel with them. Um, And so I want to get back to being in tune with what Um, my audience is struggling with, looking for help with. I want to actually connect with individual people on social media who follow along with Ellen Company. Um, So I'm focusing primarily on engagement, focusing less on trying to get a ton of followers following along with me and more on focusing on how I can get the followers who are um, actually following along to engage with me, start a conversation with them. A lot of times we look at social media as a one way conversation. Um, we're talking at people and I'm tired of talking at people. I want to start a conversation and that's why I love these L chats. That's why I love when y'all participate in the comments, um, is that I get to know you and it becomes a two way conversation. Um, and so I want to know how y'all feel about that. What is your take about social media? Um, do you, for the people that you follow along with and love following along with the most, um, why is that? Is it because they try to generate engagement? Is it because you feel like you know them? Um, what is it? What is it about it? Um, Robin Marie says that she's been thinking about this, but she's been a little unsure. Um And so, yeah, that's how I felt about it. And this is an experiment. We'll see how it goes. Um, I know one of my assistants was really surprised to hear me say this. And I said, we can just try it for a little while, see how it goes. Um, But I've been doing it this past week and I've loved it. It has taken a little bit more time on my end, especially not using Meet Edgar just to recycle posts. But I feel like my posts are actually making a difference in some way um, and people are connecting with them. Um, And I feel like I can provide more value when I focus on engagement. So um, I would love to get your feedback on that in the comments section. Um, Rochelle says, do you think that it is going to suck a lot of your time getting lost in social media? I do like social media because it forces me off of there sometimes. It is going to take more self-control. Um, to post and not come back to it every time. Um, But I think there's also things called like the Moment app that helps you um, figure out how much screen time or how much time you're spending on your phone. Um, And I've been implementing that. Um, Sometimes I just like to post once a day and then come back and check it once a day and try to follow up with people. Um, So we'll see how that works. But I feel like having a little more time to put into it is um, probably going to be more helpful. The, the results of that are going to be more helpful than just automating it just to save time. Um, so we'll see how it goes. I've gotten away from sharing. Well, I haven't been making a lot of changes, but sharing things as I'm doing them with you all. And so it's a vulnerable place to be, but I'm really excited to do it just to share with you um how this works. It could flop. I, it could take a ton of time and, and not work for me. Um, but I'm willing to give it a go and invite y'all in on, on the process and what that looks like. Um, so that's the first thing, no more scheduled social media posts for the time being. Um, and, and we'll see how that goes. I'm mainly focusing on Facebook and Instagram and trying to do, um, do more engaging posts on there. I'll talk more about that in just a second. The second thing I'm doing is to put more emphasis on these L chats and on live content. You all have probably seen the stats that um, video is the future for marketing, for everything. And I pulled up a a few statistics um, to share with y'all. The first is that 80% of people would rather watch a live video than read a blog post. Times are changing. Blog posts are definitely helpful. Um, I I still highly recommend writing long form content. SEO is great for that. Um, Not everybody does watch video or if people are reading your blog during the day, maybe at work, not that I'm recommending that, um, but it's not as easy to tune into a live video or even watch a video. So blogging is definitely helpful, but live video and just video in general is starting to become the trend, and it has been for a while. Um, Another stat, 82% of people prefer live video to regular social media posts, which is really interesting, and you can see that more and more in Facebook Live and Instagram Live, even short little um, videos and Instagram stories. 92% of mobile video consumers share videos with others. So video is also highly shareable. Um, So that's where that's what I want to focus on. Outside of courses and outside of my services, I feel like I'm able to give people the most value in these L chats. And I'm able to cover topics in a lot of detail. I'm able to answer your questions. Um, I'm able to engage with you firsthand, and it becomes more of a two-way conversation together, Um, and so I would love to focus more on live content. It's kind of out of my comfort zone, but I've found that the more I put time and effort into this live content, the easier it becomes, and I also know that the people I enjoy following along with the most um, are the people I feel like I connect with, and I know them. And I wouldn't know them outside of hearing their voice, seeing their facial expressions, and all of that great stuff that can come from live video. Um, And I saw that a lot of you, when you were talking about your goals in the comments, even talked about more live video um, as you prepare for 2018. So it might be out of your comfort zone, but um, those statistics are pretty shocking and I would encourage you to go for it, even if it's starting out small, like those little videos on Instagram and working your way up to something like a webinar. Um, it would be awesome. Another thing is that these L chats allow me to repurpose content so I can repurpose content on the blog by sharing the replay and the show notes. Um, Facebook Live Crowdcast allows me to live stream to Facebook Live. Um the podcast, I now repurpose the audio and put it into a podcast that's available on iTunes just to make it easier for y'all to follow along if you can't tune in live every week. So L-chats for me are sustainable in the long term, and I actually really enjoy it and look forward to these every week with y'all. And like I said, I feel like I can provide the most value. Um, so that's what I'm looking forward to in 2018 is to put even more emphasis on these L-chats and live content. Um, And I've been saying this for months and I need to finally act on it. Y'all can hold me accountable to this. I've gotten a ton of emails about it already, Um, but I really want to start allowing businesses to advertise on these L chats. And I think it'd be a lot of fun because no one is doing anything like this right now. Um, They might have short ads on podcasts or something like that, but not on live video. And I feel like for businesses, it would be great because video is so much more engaging. Um, So it's an, a better opportunity, um, to really, I don't know, reach more people, engage them with your product. Um, so I'm currently working on a sponsor guide and what that would look like. And I'm hoping to kick that off in February, just short chunks. Um, and because it's live, I don't know. I just think it'd be a lot more fun than a recorded ad. So something to look forward to. So the first thing was not scheduling social media posts anymore. Um, Second is more emphasis on L chats and live content. And number three, I'm going to be delegating tasks a lot more. This was probably one of my biggest hangups. When you start a business, and I'm sure that many of you can relate, especially if you're a perfectionist, it's kind of like your baby. You put all this time and effort into it. No one loves it quite like you love it. Um, It's one of the most rewarding things but you tend to want control over it. And you you know the ins and outs of it. You don't think anybody can do it better than you can because you know it best. Um, and I found myself having trouble opening my hands, loosening my grip, and passing things off to other people who, who can probably do these tasks a lot better than um, than I can. So I, I've been looking back on all that's on my plate and just thinking about why am I spending so much time on tasks that are not in my wheelhouse that I don't know a lot about when I could hire someone to do it better and they probably bring in a bigger return. Um, They probably bring in a lot more money than I would pay to have things done. So for example, just in in full transparency um, with y'all, as I always try to do, I hired someone to help me with the upcoming launch of my Adobe Illustrator course. There's a lot that can go into a launch. I've kept them pretty simple in the past. Um, But like I said, you can't do the same things and expect different results. And so I wanted someone who um, specialized in launches to just map everything out for me, give me a game plan. And um, it was scary to spend that money but I'm quickly finding out that it's well worth it. When I met, I'm the guy I'm working with is Tom Morks. I hope to bring him on an LCHAT webinar very soon to share with y'all because I'm so excited about what he came up with and just the intention and thought behind it all. Awesome. Um, and it has been so worth Um, every penny I've spent. And so it encourages me to want to delegate more when it comes to things that are out of my wheelhouse that I'm not good at, that someone can do better to quickly pass it off to them, spend the time on my strengths and pass off the things that are my weaknesses. Um, This also involves for me with delegating. And I want to know how y'all have um, delegated in In your business. And I know that you all have some questions. Sorry, I'm going back and forth between screens. Um, How did I find Tom? That's a good question. Um, I think through Brian Harris from Video Fruit. And I think Tom and um, another peer have a podcast that they invited, or a webinar that they invited me on um, a while ago, over a year ago. And so we connected that way. Um, Sharon said she would love an illustrator class. Well, it's going to be coming up. So I would love for you to participate in the illustrator class. Um, and two, I, th- I think word of mouth, reaching out to a Facebook group to ask for recommendations, um, reaching out to other people that you admire in the industry to ask who they're working with. Usually people are pretty transparent um, and I love sharing who I'm working with to give them even more um to expose them to a new audience and and send more people their way. So Tom has been awesome, awesome, awesome. I couldn't recommend him enough. All that to say, delegating has taken a weight off of my shoulders. It frees up my time. It allows me to focus on the things that I do well um, and that I enjoy doing. Um, But delegating also, even with outsourcing tasks and delegating to my assistants, um, forces me to be more in a leadership role. And that's something that I didn't realize was way out of my comfort zone. I know I did an Elch chat on assistance and hiring assistance and what that has looked like. But I've come to realize that for most people, leadership is a learned trait. We're not all naturally gifted with it. Um, some people are, and I'm I'm envious of, of that trait. But for me, it is not something that's innate. So um, managing my team and delegating and being in this leadership role has been really refining for me. And it's something that I'm always trying to improve upon. Um, So if you have any leadership resources, um, I would love to hear about them in the comments. I'm trying to spend more and more time learning this year um, and and delegate some time or set apart some time um, to pour into my business since I feel like a lot of times I'm pouring out. Um, and I want to know, do you all hope to bring on a team, um, down the road? Uh, Is that something that you're looking forward to? Are you consciously trying to delegate tasks? Are you afraid to pull the trigger because of resources or, um, just feeling like you can do everything best? I would love to get your feedback on that. Um, Stephanie said, I've hired someone to edit my weekly YouTube show. I don't even want to learn how to deal with YouTube. That's a great idea if you. Do the videos, pass them off to somebody else. It'll save you a lot of time. And Robin Marie said, hiring last year is the best thing she did. Could not believe how much it changed things for her. So um, I totally agree. And Michelle, good to see you in here, said she just built a small team um, and it took her three months to get used to being in charge. I've had assistants now for, man, two years ago, I brought in my first assistant and I am still learning. So, um, some things I feel like are going well. Others, things, other things could always be improved upon. So delegating things like launches, funnels, sequences, um, and those kinds of tasks that I don't have the time to sit down and learn are great. Um, and my assistants are starting to take on more and more like editing the audio for the podcast and getting that up and running. um, Setting up things with clients and that sort of thing, which has been so helpful and has freed me up. So I'm trying to take more of that leadership role with Ellen Company, especially with change number four, um, which is going to be working a lot less. Um, I think for all of us, one of the most appealing parts or pieces of running a business and maybe your motivation to try to run your own business is to do it on your own terms. Um, I think that's why we're all attracted to books like the four-hour work week um, because we want to be able to do it on our own terms. But when we start a business, what we don't realize is that it takes a ton of time. It takes way more time than you ever expect it to before you can really cut back. So in the first few years of Ellen Company, up until this past year, I clearly remember working six days, maybe seven days out of the week. I would try so hard to take Sunday off as a day of rest. I would put in over 12 hours. A day. Um, and it was just brutal. And at the time I could kind of afford to do it. My husband was in school. He was up late at night working on papers and things. I didn't feel like I was, um, robbing my family of my time, but I knew that if I put in the time then that I could cut back later. And I feel like I'm at a place now, especially with a baby due in April. um, to start cutting back. And to be honest, that's a little bit scary, but I feel like in this season, it'll be kind of sweet because I'll be able to relate to a lot of y'all again. Um, that you know, I've been blessed to be able to work at my business full time. We don't have any, ki- we haven't had any kids. Um, now I'll be able to relate, relate to a lot of you who have kids and are trying to run a business. Maybe um, relate to those of you who have very limited hours that you can pour into your business. Um, And so I'm excited to be at that point, very nervous, but excited too. So I'm planning on taking two to three months off of Ellen Company um, starting mid-March for maternity leave. For those of you who have gone on maternity leave, I would love to hear some tips and advice for that. This is all new to me. I'm trying to plan that out so that I can can still keep some things running, but really enjoy that time and not have to put a ton of time into Ellen Company. And then after that, I'm going to try to have open hands because I know that business will look different, but I'm trying to cut back in now in order to um, plan for that and keep things up and running um, afterward. So um, I'm, I'm excited, like I said, a little nervous, um, but mainly excited and excited that I'll be able to relate to a lot of y'all. Um, in a new way, I know that a lot of people have been saying, yeah, I understand that you're able to do all of this stuff because you work full time and you don't have kids, but how d- would this play out for me when I only have 10 hours a week to put into my business or 20 hours a week? I might be able to help you there, <laughs> um, in a few months. So, and I would love to know how many hours you're d- currently dedicating to your business right now. Um, whether you're doing it part-time, full-time, how many hours are you putting into your business and how many hours do you want to be putting into your business? Those might be different different numbers. Um, so if I'm cutting back on the amount of time I'm putting into my business, delegating helps with that, but also I'm going to be cutting back. And this is one of the, the changes I'm probably most nervous about. Um, number five is that I'm going to be cutting back on the amount of content that I share from Ellen Company each month. This is something, like I said, that I'm the most fearful about and I've been thinking about over the past year because I love pumping out content. I love filling up the content calendar and seeing it look so pretty in Asana and my content queue. Um, and posting a lot of content was really helpful to build an audience. Um, without blogging, I, I think my business would have failed and I was blogging every weekday. It was a lot of work, um, but I really... Looking back, really enjoyed it. And it was fun to see to see the blog um, start to gain some traction. So I want to focus on less content, but I want to pr- focus on more value as well. So what does that look like? I'm going to do one blog post each week on the Ellen Company blog. Um, I'm going to continue to do, to do these L chats each week. So you won't miss out on that. Um, and repurposing that L chat too. So um Again, high quality, a lot of content just once a week, and um, one newsletter every other week. Um, I feel like this is maintainable for the long haul. And one comment that I used to get when I did blog every day um, was people were actually asking me to post less because they weren't able to consume it all. (laughs) So people would say, I know this is a crazy request, but um, I wish you'd post a little bit less that I could read it all, and then have time to implement it all. Um, So I'd love to hear your thoughts on that with content. Um, I, I know that for... For one of my assistants, Marissa, she was really sad to hear this and I was, I'm sad to cut back on the amount of content too, but for me, I get excited about thinking about giving you all even more value in those blog posts and maybe switching things up a little bit, even more value in these L chats and these newsletters that I won't be pumping content out just to pump content out, but I can be really intentional about the content I'm sharing um, and how it's going to help y'all. Um, so I'd also love, and one thing that's been, um, yeah, Jesse said aiming for quality versus quantity. Exactly. Um, and Ashley said blog posts once a week and emails once every other. Yes. And I feel like I tell this to people all the time when they're first starting their blog, um, newsletter is to start out at a maintainable rate. And then you can always add on. So every other week for emails, um, I can always go bump bump it back up to every week for emails. But I feel like instead of just trying to get content out there, that I can be much more intentional and helpful um, by doing it every other week. And I feel like I've reached a cap um, in this industry that I've been doing the same thing for so long that I haven't really gotten outside of the audience that I currently have. Um, for growing. And so I'd love to start writing for entrepreneur.com again. I got one post on there a couple years ago, um, got invited to be a contributor. And because I've been so focused on content for Ellen company, I haven't been writing as many guest posts as I would like to for entrepreneur and bigger sites just to expand my reach um, and reach new people in this industry as well. So um, and Stephanie said it will give us more time to implement everything you share. Thank you, y'all are y'all are helping me um, fear it a little bit less. <laughs> but again, it's I'm experimenting, and I want to share it with you all and be transparent with you all, um, and hopefully, it will um, it will be even more helpful in the long run. So, cutting back on the amount of content, um, and I'm also going to be doing less client work. And while still focusing on passive income, I will never, ever stop doing design work. Um, I've thought about it many times and I can't get away from it. That's why I started Ellen Company in the first place. That's kind of my first love. Um, And I really enjoy designing brands and websites. Um, I love that creative component to business. And um, I know that with, with services, I can't bring in as much as I can through passive income um, like courses and that sort of thing, but I will always make time for design work. I might not take on 24 clients like a year, like I have in the past. Um, this year I took on only, only a couple and I actually launched one today, um, for Melissa Lynn Hunt photography, which was really fun. Um, but I also want to take on some local design projects. So we just moved to Florence, South Carolina, um, It's very different from Charlotte, where we were from. They're trying to revitalize Florence and bring it to life again. And I want to be a part of that. I want to help in any way that I can in giving businesses a facelift here. I'm currently working on a bakery that's well-known in town um, to rebrand their business. And so um, I'm really, really excited about that. kind of a fixer upper on my own very small scale, <laughs> um, to help in Florence. So, um, I'm excited about that. So I want to take on some local design clients as well and a handful of coaching clients. Um, I do have a coaching program. I don't announce it that often and I've been grateful to have some really great clients. Actually, Michelle was one of them who, um, who I know is tuning in today. Um, so I'd still want to do that. I'm just figuring out how many I'm going to take on, um, so that I can truly help them instead of just trying to take on a bunch um, and not be able to put in the time I'd like to. So less client work and more passive income. So I'm going to stick with my two courses. No new courses this year. Um, My Adobe Illustrator course in the spring, my freelance academy course in the fall, just doing what I'm doing and trying to improve upon them um, and make them even better each time. I want to focus on affiliate income. That's something I haven't been able to put a ton of time into, but would be well worth it. Um, sponsorships, like I said. So I'm trying to work smarter and capitalize on what I'm already doing. The things that are working, I want to continue to do those and make them even better. Um, So um, awesome. Thank you, Michelle. That means a lot. Um, And then the last thing, and then I'll open it up for some questions because I see some rolling in there, um, is that I'm redoing the website and taking a different approach to the own company website. I want it to be more resource-based than it is right now. So I'm going to do some fun landing pages, um, some really helpful freebies on there for y'all, more resource pages. So if you're having trouble with a certain topic, you can go to the website and find pretty much everything you need um, on Squarespace or finding clients or um, Adobe Illustrator and things like that. So I'm really, really excited about that, and I hope to kick that off once the Adobe Illustrator course launches um, at the beginning of February. So you all can look forward to that. Um, been putting a ton of work into that recently. Um, need to focus my time into a, the Adobe Illustrator course, but um, hope to have it up very soon. Um, and Sharon said, "Don't forget to give yourself some room to breathe." Yes, and that is what that is what I'm hoping for. And all of these changes with Ellen Company, um, and even even planning out the weeks ahead, I feel a lot more at peace about it instead of frantic trying to get everything done. Um, so I'm I'm really looking forward to it. And like I said before, one thing that I've really gotten away from this past year in particular. Um, And just the craziness of this year is experimenting, trying new things and then sharing them with you as I do them. Um, I really want to get back to that, especially as I enter this new season and this new year. And um, also one thing that I'm going to be doing is taking some time to learn. So like I said, a few minutes ago, I found myself pouring out a lot and never taking the time to fill up. So I'm prioritizing reading books. I'm almost done with, um, Donald Miller's story brand. It's been so helpful, giving me a whole new perspective, especially, um, with how I'm approaching my website. So if you haven't read that one, super helpful. Um, I want to start listening to podcasts. I really don't even listen to podcasts because I'm so busy doing all of the things, um, And I don't have a commute, and I probably should listen to it while I work out, but I don't. So I want to listen to more podcasts, take courses, just spend more time looking outside of myself for new techniques, strategies, and putting my own spin on them again. Um, Seeing what other people are doing and then finding my own approach to them um, with Ellen Company. And I want to be open to change and embrace it instead of thinking I've gotten it all figured out. So I'm really looking forward to getting back to that this year. Um, and sharing with y'all too, as, as I, um, as I come across new resources through these freelance Academy calls that I told you all about, one thing that people continue to ask me is for more resources, continued education. Who do I enjoy following along with? And I realized I didn't have as many answers because I'm not looking outside of my business for help. So, um, I'm really excited to dive into that and share with y'all, as I find some helpful resources. Um, so I would love recommendations for that too. And to hear some of your favorite podcasts and books that you're reading and that sort of thing. Um, yeah. So I'm going to take some time to answer questions, being boss. Awesome. Stephanie, I can't wait for your freelance Academy call next week. Um, awesome. Okay. So Hannah said, um, what is your number one routine or habit you're going to focus on in 2018 and why? Um, routine and habits. One thing that actually went really well, despite the craziness of last year in 2017, was developing a morning routine. And so um, we've I've definitely not been perfect at it, especially since um since this baby has been on the way and sleep just looks very different now, but try to wake up. We go to the gym at five 30 in the morning, um, come back, get ready for the day, eat breakfast, do Bible study. um, And then plan out my day and get started from there. And it has made all the difference um, in the world. I feel like it kickstarts my day. So that is one routine or habit that has been awesome. Um, and, and just really helpful. I can't, I can't, I didn't even realize what a difference it would make just to have that um, habit, that morning routine that I run through every day and what a difference it would make on productivity. I feel like I get so much done before eight or eight 30 and I'm ready to keep it going um, as I go on. Um, and so I want to stick with that um, for this upcoming year. And Sai says, on a related note, do you have a morning routine that you recommend? I would recommend that one. Um, I love getting my workout out of the way. Now, that might be different with the baby, but I'm still going to try. Um, still aim for that. Um, spend spend time getting ready for a lot of us who work from home. That's a big deal. It sounds ridiculous. Um, but it, it really makes a difference to get out of yoga pants, get dressed for the day, and, and hit the ground running. Um, eat breakfast. Spend some quiet time for me. It looks like um, reading the Bible with my husband and and in prayer. And then um, I also love, and I might grab it really quick for y'all. I shared about it on Instagram this week. Um, It's called the Self Journal. And I shared about this last year too. Um, It's super helpful because it has you list out your three targets for the day, your big overarching goal, it has you map out your day, right? Some things that you're thankful for. And it kind of gives you a game plan for the day. So you're not just thinking, "Hmm, what do I need to do today? Or looking at your to-do list and not knowing what um, your priorities are. So it's called the self journal. Sounds kind of weird. Super, super helpful. <laughs> um, so that's one thing that I found super helpful too. All right. Um, Shaki, I hope I'm saying that right, asks, I've started doing live videos in my Facebook group, but have very, very little engagement. Maybe one or two people per video. How do you suggest I get more people to join my group? Um, or do you think people are moving away from groups and want more things like this, like this, the live webinar? It's worth mentioning that there are a few other groups on Facebook that have already captured a large audience in my same niche and have great engagement. What I would tell you to do is look at statistics to see when people are online the most and maybe even instead of just starting a Facebook live, because I've dealt with this too. Facebook is so finicky um, and it's really hard to get your content out in front of people. But I think Facebook groups are super helpful because I think people see it more than if it was just a Facebook page. So look at analytics to see the best time to do it. Tell people when you're going to go live so they can plan for it and give a little teaser Tell people what you're going to be talking about, but don't give it all away. And so that people, that way people can make time for it. And that way you're not just interrupting their um, scroll on Facebook when they didn't plan to sit down and watch your Facebook live. So those would be my um, pieces of advice. I hope to do more Facebook live. Um, I did a few last year and again, didn't see the results I wanted to just like you. And so I'm going to be trying some new things and hopefully can share that with you. Um, and Barbara says I'm repurposing my Facebook live videos to YouTube and getting additional views there. That is super smart. Um, so yeah, repurpose the content as many ways as you can. We put these LChat webinar replays on YouTube as well, um, just to expand reach. So yeah, share those Facebook live posts elsewhere. That's a great, great piece of advice. Miley asks, hi, Lauren, are you still doing much branding work these days? How has that changed and will that change going to 2018? I did cut back this year because I knew that there was a lot of change involved and we didn't know really what was ahead of us when Jake was graduating. And so I took on less. Um, I still love branding work, launched a new branding brand and website um, today for a client. Uh, I'm just going to take on less and try to do some local work this year ahead. So I could never get too far away from design work. That's my first love. Um, Luke says, "Hi Lauren, I literally just started using Meet Edgar because I realized I have a decent amount of blog slash video content, but very little traffic to them into my website and no time to post them manually. When you were using Meet Edgar, do you feel like it helped a lot?" get a lot of traffic to your posts or do you feel like it may not have been worth the investment? Thanks. If you have a ton of content, meet Edgar is a great way to continually post your content and get it in front of people who may not have seen it the first time. And so I think it was helpful in that sense to keep resharing content instead of going back through archives, trying to figure out something to say, point, point to it. I think it's easy to rely on meet Edgar only and lose sight of, creating engaging content once in a while on your own outside of meet Edgar. So I don't think, I think meet Edgar is a fantastic tool, especially for pointing people back to your old content and driving traffic. Um, but I would encourage you to, to try to do a couple posts each week, um, directly from you and not pointing to your content outside of meet Edgar to just increase engagement. Um, So that would be my advice. Meet Edgar is not a bad thing. Like I said, um, everything that I'm talking about doing and switching up may not work for you with where you're at right now. It might not make sense for your business and that is okay. Um, A lot of these things I'm just testing out to see how they're working. So, um, so yeah, hope that's helpful for you, Luke. Sila says, hi Lauren, do you think you have to study design to become an a designer if not any tips to be amazing in design um, no you do not have to go to school to become a designer in fact a lot of what I've learned hasn't come from design school it has just come from putting uh, from actually getting experience in the industry. I think there are a lot of great resources out there to learn design and a lot of great books. I actually have a post that I can link to for you, advice for aspiring designers. Um, It's even on my contact page if you go there in like the FAQ section. Um, But you do not have to go to school. That's another thing I love about the Adobe Illustrator class that I'm about to launch is that it not only shows you how to use Adobe Illustrator, but also has some design fundamentals built into the course as well. Um, so yes, um, stay tuned for that. And Luke says he agrees with me and that he's completely self-taught and there are so many resources online. So yes, um, I, I agree wholeheartedly. You do not have to spend thousands upon thousands of dollars, um, to go to design school. Um, you can, you can learn on your own. You just have to know where to look for, for resources. So, um, those designers in the group who have some great resources, um, feel free to leave a comment and help us do that out. All right. Um, Chris says, will Freelance Academy run again this year? It will in the fall. Um, and feel free to reach out to me too, Chris. I might be able to work something out for you if you don't want to wait until August. Um, but yes. Um, reach out to me about that. I'd be happy to give you more details. And there's a waiting list on the website. So if you want to go there and sign up for the waiting list, I can keep you posted on dates and details. Uh, ooh. Leticia, I hope I'm saying that right. I butcher names all the times, all the time, guys. Um, yes, paper notes courses and spruce rose courses. Spruce road courses are super helpful too. love, but love both Kelsey and Jamie. Um, they're great designers. Skillshare. Cassie says, um, has a lot of great classes. That's true too. All right. Barbara says, Lauren, you mentioned you want to bring affiliate income on a different level. This is one of my focuses as well. I want to be more serious about it. Could you please share a bit more of your plans on affiliate marketing? Thank you. Yes. So right now, um, I am an affiliate for Crowdcast and ConvertKit. I'm only an affiliate of brands that I really love, um, apps and programs and websites that I'm already using. I don't want to share anything that I'm not using. Um, so I I want, yeah, I'm not going to share anything that I don't enjoy using or highly recommend for people. Um one thing that i I am planning on doing this kind of a spoiler alert for the new website but I have landing pages for each one of the the affiliates. Um, that I work with and I don't have a ton, but the ones that I do have um, are brands that I really love. And so, and thank you for buying Crowdcast following my link. I really appreciate that. Um, But I plan to have a landing page for each one of my affiliates with some resources on it. So telling you about why this, this program is really good. So for Crowdcast, what I love about Crowdcast, how you can get started with it, what makes it different. um, And then an opt-in for Crowdcast, just to put some more emphasis on it. Some content upgrades may be involved with that um, affiliate. So that's a sneak peek on one way that I plan on bringing in more affiliate income this upcoming year. And as I I try out new strategies for affiliate marketing, I would be happy to share them with you. Um, Like I said, I'm going to be more transparent this year and sharing things as I'm doing them. All right. Letitia asks, I'm trying to convince myself to do videos, but I haven't had the confidence yet. Do you have any advice? I would start out small. Um, Start with some recorded videos if you need to for blog posts or YouTube or that sort of thing, just to get comfortable in front of the camera. Don't beat yourself up if you make mistakes or hear your voice and think it sounds weird. That happens to all of us. It, It takes some time, but just to get in front of the camera. Um, do some live videos, just short ones, and then you can work your way up to things like webinars as you go. Um, I think it's more important that you just get started and you can make tweaks as you go. So, um, yeah, I hope that's helpful. I'm trying to get forward through a few more of these questions. I think I might be able to answer them all. Mahela says, have you thought about delegating parts of the design service or package or get a team for that service, like something like an Ellen Company design agency? I have. And um, Jamie from Spruce Road has a team, and I think that that's awesome. I go back and forth on it, and I would really love to hear your advice um, on this issue because I found that every time I've thrown this out there, as me being in more of an art director role and having some designers um, who help me out and do a lot of the design work. um, People don't necessarily hire Ellen company just for the design work to get done. They want to work with me and do it with me. Um, And so every time I've thrown that out there, people have been like, "Eh, I don't know about that. Um, So it's something I've definitely been open to. Um, I'm just trying to figure out how clients would respond to that and if people would be interested in um, in something like that. I'd love to get your advice on it, though, guys. This is something I've gone back and forth on for a very long time. I think part of me is also, uh, and it sounds silly, but a fear of mine, if I'm honest, is to grow a team that's really big and be r- responsible for a team that's so big. Be cool to um, hire people on and be able to to give people jobs. I think that that would be amazing. Um, but that's also a great responsibility. And so even through having assistance and and leading them, um, I'm realizing that I need some help with leadership. And so, um, yeah, that's something I've thought about a lot, Mahela, and continue to work through and would love y'all's feedback on. Um, all right. Mika says, this is a more specific technical question. I've been looking for an answer on your site, but I can't find it. I'm using Squarespace and MailChimp for my business. After someone makes a purchase on Squarespace, I'm trying to figure out how to automate the process of them being added into the appropriate list or group for their purchase service. I've been manually adding people as I see purchase receipt copies come in. Um, What I would tell you to do, because I don't work with MailChimp anymore, I'm on convert kit, but I know a lot of people in the Ellen company community group are on MailChimp and someone in there is bound to know the answer to this question. And the Ellen company Facebook group is awesome for giving feedback and advice and working through pro- problems like this. So take this same question, copy and paste it into the Ellen company community. And I'm sure somebody will be able to help you with this, um, so that you can get that up and running. Mika. I hope that's helpful for you. Um, and for a lot of you, if you have questions outside of this L chat or questions on different topics, feel free to ask them in the Ellen Company community. I try to go in there too and answer as many as I can from time to time, but it's a really great place for you to get referrals or um, ask technical questions, get feedback and that sort of thing. Kai asks, I love your business model structure, but I've been struggling to tap into a market that can afford my design services. How did you find clients at the level that you work? It's, I actually started getting clients in marketing at the same time where I was starting from scratch. So I think my first design package for a brand and website started out at about $1,000, and that was three years ago. And so um, I've continued to add on over time. Um, I think if you haven't already, and this is a resource that's going to be on the new website, is um, is doing some market research. So figuring out what people are following along with you and figuring out where your people, where your ideal clients and customers are, um, where they are so that you can start marketing to them. So something that's going to be on the new website is a market research kind of workbook to evaluate the audience that you currently have and the audience that you want to have and where they're spending their time so that you can start tapping into that market. And I think that'll be really helpful for you, Kaya. Um, Shoot me an email because I might be able to send that over to you a little bit early before the site launches. Just hello at ellencompanydesign.com. Um, Ashley says, I'd love to learn more about launching passive income products and how that may be different than a physical product, trying to move from bound planners to a focus on digital planners and tools. So glad that you asked that Ashley, because Tom works will be coming on, um, after this Adobe illustrator launch to share more about launching passive income products and that sort of thing. Um, and he is awesome when it comes to this. So, be sure to be on the lookout for that one um, because he can he can definitely um, point you in the right direction and give you a ton of great tips and advice. And Shaki, I hope I'm saying that correctly, asks, how long did it take your engagement to get high in your group? It started out slow. Um, when I first started the commun- the Ellen Company Community Facebook group, it took a while to build Um it took a while to figure out what engagement would look like. And I found out that the engagement doesn't really happen for me posting as much as me trying to foster um, engagement on there and people just starting to jump in and ask questions and people starting to respond. Um, And me, me just trying to jump in where I can, I kind of want it to run on its own. So it took a few months. I had to be patient with it, but it eventually did grow. Um, it, it eventually did grow and, and there, there continues to be more and more engagement in that group. If you aren't a part of the Ellen company community, um, there's a link in my sidebar on the website and you can click on that and ask to join um, and start taking part in it. Cause it really has become a lot of fun with a lot of engagement on there. Um, all right. And Karen says, (laughs) why do you prefer Squarespace over WordPress? I have a blog post on this um, with why I love Squarespace and why I would choose it over WordPress. Um, And on the new site, I have a whole page dedicated to Squarespace and and why I made the switch. Just a couple of things. Um, It's very user-friendly and easy to use on the back end. So when I create client sites on Squarespace. I feel totally confident handing it off to them and teaching them how to use it and I get very few questions on um how to use the back end. Actually, I was just transferring my client site from WordPress to Squarespace yesterday and the back end for me was even confusing. Couldn't find what I was looking for. Got really frustrated. I have used WordPress before. Um, that's not to say WordPress shouldn't be used by anyone. If you want a super custom site and you're willing to put the time and effort into it, you totally can. I know a lot of people on WordPress and a lot of WordPress designers. It's great. But for Squarespace, I love how easy to use it is, how beautiful it is. Um, I love that everything's all in one place. You don't have to mess with hosting, getting a domain name from somewhere else. It's all in one. I have many reasons. If you look up Squarespace on the Ellen Company blog, or you click the little icon in the sidebar, I have a ton on Squarespace. um, And you can find the answer there. All right, we're coming up on the hour. Um, Thank you all so much for taking the time to join in today. If you ever, I want to know how many of you who are still in here have listened to the Ellen Company L Elle chats on the podcast. And if you have, um, and it, you're already following along, subscribed on iTunes, um, I would love for you to take a couple minutes just to leave me a quick review um, on iTunes. Because the more people that leave reviews on iTunes, the easier it is for the Ellen Company. L chats to get found. And so I would love you forever and be so grateful if you took the time um, to leave me a review on iTunes. If you aren't subscribed on iTunes, um feel free to go in and subscribe. And if you'd rather tune into these L chat webinars every week, I love having you on here. Um and Rivara says, no, I like to watch you. That is totally fine, too. That's why I give y'all the option. But if you are on iTunes and you could take a moment to leave me a review on there, I would be forever grateful. Um, so thank you, guys. Do I have a link to my podcast? Yes, I do. And I will link to it um, in. Yes. Sai says, make sure to follow Lauren on Crowdcast, too. Yes. So glad Sai is on here. Sai is the creator of Crowdcast. He's going to be coming on The week after next to join me for an L chat. Um, And the cool thing about Crowdcast is you can follow along with me on Crowdcast too. So you can get updates on new L chats that are popping up. Um, And that's pretty awesome. So you can click on my account in this Crowdcast window. (laughs) Over 1,500 followers on Crowdcast. That's awesome. I haven't checked in a while. Um, So you can go and follow along there by clicking on my account and just following along with the account there. And Tara, as soon as I hop off of here, I'll get the link to my podcast and put it in the comments section for y'all. Um, thank you again for taking the time out of your schedule to join me. Um, I can't wait to see what you are—the big things that you do in 2018, how you plan to reevaluate and reprioritize—and I'm excited to share with you um, these changes as I'm making them and invite you invite you in. Um, so next week we'll have another L chat. I don't have it up yet. Um, I'll let you know as soon as it's available. Same time, 3 PM every Thursday, um, Eastern time. And I hope to see you in another L chat soon. Bye guys. Thanks so much for tuning in to the L chat podcast for show notes, a replay of the original live stream slides and more head on over to ellencompanydesign.com slash L chat. Hope you'll join in again soon.